0: This is Jason Stewart Percy, and you're listening to Episode 4 of The Chaff and the Wheat. We're continuing our read through the Book of Romans. Right now we'll be picking up in Romans Chapter 9. We'll read Romans 9, 10, 11, and 12. And the next episode we will pick up in Chapter 13 and finish our read through the book. Then we'll go back in the episode following that one. We'll go back to Chapter 1. We'll read through Chapter 1 again, and then we'll begin our discussion through it Romans chapter 9, I tell the truth in the Messiah, I'm not lying, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit, that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed from the Messiah for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law the service of God, and the promises, of whom are the fathers, and from whom, according to the flesh, the Messiah came, who is over all the eternally blessed God. Amen. But it's not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac your seed shall be called, that is, those who are of the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls, it, it was said to her, the older shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to the Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Therefore he has mercy on whom he wills and whom he wills, he hardens. You'll say to me then, why does he still find fault for who has resisted his will? But indeed, O oh man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to, say to him who formed it? Why have you made me like this? Or uh, does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? What if God, wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had prepared beforehand for glory? even us, whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. As he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people who were not my people and her beloved who was not beloved. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people. There they shall be called sons of the living God. Isaiah also cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, the remnant will be saved for he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, unless the Lord of Sebaot had left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom and we would have been made like Gomorrah. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they didn't seek it by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For the Messiah is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Don't say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? that is, to bring the Messiah down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring the Messiah up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they haven't believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they haven't heard? And how shall they hear without an announcer, without a preacher? And how shall they announce or how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach, who announce the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the earth. But I say, did Israel not know? First, Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who didn't seek me. I was made manifest to those who didn't ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it's of works, it's no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, to this very day. And Abraham says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles— how much more their fullness. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I I magnify my ministry, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are of my flesh and save some of them. For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, don't boast against the branches. But but if you do boast, remember that you don't support the root, but the root supports you. You'll say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said, because of unbelief they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Don't be haughty, but fear. For if God didn't spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell, severity, but toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And they also, if they don't continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you, were cut out of the, if you were cut out of the olive tree which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, who are natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I don't desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery." lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so, all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob, for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, They are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, even so these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy." "...for God has committed them all to disobedience, that He might have mercy on all." Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or or who has become his counselor? Who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. I beseech you, Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable worship your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members don't have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in our Messiah, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, let's use them. If prophecy, then let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry, service, let us use it in our serving. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints— given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and don't curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Don't set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Don't be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as depends on you, Live peaceably with all men. Beloved, don't avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. Will the Lord bless you and keep you. Will the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious with you. Will the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. And we'll pick up in chapter 13 in the next episode.